1: What Were You Thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking?
0: Hi, welcome to What Were You Thinking? A show about exotic pets And I'm your host, Bob Hart, author of Enslaved by Ducks and Fall Weather. And I'm here with your co-host, my wife, Linda. Hi, Linda.
2: Hi, how are you doing today?
0: Our show today is on the topic, Are Two Animals Better Than One? And we'll explain what we mean by that in a minute. But to start out with, I would like to request that you email us and let us know what your favorite pet book is. We would like to do a show about people's favorite pet books, about some of the really good ones out there. Now I'm mainly thinking of books about the author's life with his or her pet, but it doesn't have to be that kind of book. It could be like there's a really great book I just finished reading by Temple Grandin called Animals in Translation and that book is about how animals think. So you might pick a book like that Or it might even be your favorite how-to book, like, you know, How to Raise the Backyard Duck Flock or something like that. So, you know, some of our favorite books have been, I like this book by Cy Montgomery called The Good Good Pig. Wonderful book. Oh, that's a great book about her life with a, a very large pig. And... Arnie the Darling Starling, that was just a great book about a, a woman with a pet starling. And Linda, you had a couple favorite books you wanted to mention, too.
2: Yeah, I was looking through our bookshelves, and I remember one that I read a few years ago called *Mo Duck* by Ralph Heffler. It's a book about, a true story about an elephant in his life, and it's just an extraordinary book. Just, Just a wonderful, heartwarming book. I just loved it. Uh, the book by Philip Gonzalez called The Dog Who Rescues Cats, and there was one after that also. Excellent book. All of the James Harriet books, you can't go wrong with any of those. They're so funny and so heartwarming and good. The Wilderness Family by Kobe Kruger, about people that uh, lived in Africa on a reserve, and her husband was uh, some kind of an uh, officer on the reserve. All the Gerald Durrell books, the Farley Mowat books. Call of the Wild by Jack London. That was an excellent book. There's so many. There's so many wonderful books. Yep,
0: so we hope this will get you going and get you thinking about that. Uh, This week's topic is, are two animals better than one? And I'm actually thinking here, we're wondering about two animals of one species being better than one. And the reason this is our topic, what got me thinking is that I got an email from a woman just about a week ago who had lost one of her two pet ducks to a dog. And she wanted to know if I thought she should get another mate for her duck. And, you know, I told her, absolutely, absolutely go and do that.
2: Because they're flock animals.
0: Yep, with flock animals like birds, it's almost always better to have more than one so that that bird has another bird of the same species for company. They're
2: much happier. Yeah,
0: and so that would apply to ducks, to geese, to turkeys, hens. And those are outdoor birds. And those are, the more the merrier has always been the motto with with our outdoor animals, wouldn't you say?
2: Yes, that's exactly right.
0: Yep, but it also applies to indoor birds like parake- parakeets. Yep, parakeets, finches, and cockatiels. Now there are some exceptions to that. You
2: an older bird that's accustomed to being in a cage by itself for many years probably wouldn't want another bird in with it. You never know, but it's it's somewhat likely that that bird is set in his ways and might not like it, but yet you never know. You could try it.
0: And I think if you want a cockatiel or a larger parrot to exclusively bond with you, and if you want that kind of a bond with your bird, you better be prepared to give the bird a lot of attention so that the bird isn't going to miss having another of its own kind. Um, that's another case where you might not want to have a friend for the bird.
2: Well, your larger parrots, that's they right. typically are not flock birds. No. They, they would not do well, I typically.
0: Mean, it, in the wild, they're flock birds, but it can be difficult introducing another member of the same species to a large parrot. That
2: doesn't always work out.
0: No, we've got two African gray parrots, and one is a Congo African gray and one is a Timna. But still, I have never noticed that they're very interested they are in one not. another. They
2: are not, and I am positive they would not want to be in the cage together.
0: Now, they listen to one another, and Dusty will say things that Bella will pick up.
2: They're on opposite sides of the room. Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, And so they really enjoy interacting on that level, but I can't say that uh, Dusty, when Dusty is out, has ever tried to get over to... No. Uh, see Bella or and when Bella is out she's never flown over to see Dusty you know, there. They're
2: more solitary birds, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at least in domesticated ones.
0: Now another exception to having two birds in the same cage would be if you have a male canary that you've gotten because you like to hear a canary song and... I've never had a female canary. We've only had males, but I understand that males sing to attract the attention of the female, and that if you have the female in the same cage, I have been told they don't sing that they don't you sing. You want to
2: put if you're going to have a female, put it in a separate cage across the room. Right. I've heard that. Right. That that'll keep them singing.
0: Both indoors and outdoors, some male birds don't do well together, and they will fight for dominance. Uh, indoors. Finches, I've read. We we don't have finches, but I've read before that some male finches, you know, demand to be the only male in the in the cage, in the flight cage, or you know, whatever setup you have. Sometimes doves are like that too. Sometimes male doves can be very competitive. Although we have two doves that we're pretty certain both of them are males. We have Howard and we have Otis.
2: But they're in separate cages. They're in separate
0: cages. They come out together and they get along just fine. Outdoors. We have had a lot of squabbles among male ducks and geese, mainly in the springtime, wouldn't you say?
2: The ducks are worse than the geese, the, although the geese can be pretty bad, too.
0: Yeah, they can be bad, but what happens in the spring is that, uh, you know, they have the mating urge and that the males all want to be the top of the pecking order, and they they can be pretty bad about... They uh, really can. Especially our Muscovy ducks. Victor sometimes will really harass... Uh, Victor's the alpha male, and he will really... Harass Ramon, and sometimes Ramon will just kind of
2: put them in a separate pen from each other. That's nothing else you can do.
0: Right, and I guess it's a definite problem with roosters that sometimes <clears throat> roosters can uh, fight to um, injure or kill one another. Exactly. Certain breeds. I know other keep breeds an eye get along on okay. On your
2: flock, animals like that. Put them se- separate the pens. Put them off in okay. a separate pen.
0: And speaking about males. And we've been talking about the, how the males can be like that. We've usually found that it's safer to add females to the flock, no matter what kind of bird. Wouldn't you say that's exactly. true? Exactly. Well,
2: that's why we don't have roosters. We don't want that kind of trouble.
0: But we we have added uh, female after female duck and chicken. It's
2: no problem with that.
0: I, I don't think we've ever had a problem. No,
2: typically Some, not.
0: Sometimes when you add a new duck, the first few minutes are a little bit dicey. Because the other ducks will come up and uh,
2: dominate it.
0: Yeah, one of them will actually kind of pin the duck down to the ground and uh, peck it a little bit. But that's
2: just
0: that's just to show the duck. uh,
2: This, you you know, know, you're not taking over our pen.
0: Yeah, show the duck where its place is. So I I was saying that. Oh, did you have some notes too that you wanted to say about um, adding adding a friend to some birds?
2: Well, we just noticed that uh, Harvey, our parakeet, when we tried to introduce a female to him, uh, maybe I already talked about this, I don't know, but that it didn't work out no, because she was too that. bossy. Um, he, uh, The female that was his little friend had passed away and we thought he was lonely, so we introduced another female in there. She was so, Bossy, you really have to notice the personalities of the birds that you put together. She just, for one reason or other, was a really sort of dominating little bird. She was beautiful. She was pure white with little splashes of blue here and there. And we put her in there, and she wouldn't let Harvey sit on the perch. She, she made him hang on to the sidebars all the time. She would take and throw the food, every bit of it, out of the dish within about a 20 minutes of the time you put it in. She wouldn't, we clipped lettuce onto the side and bread for treats, and she would throw the little treats on the floor. She wouldn't let him eat them, and I figured that'd go away in a couple days. It never did. We had her in there for a couple weeks, and this kind of behavior went on like two whole weeks, and we decided, well, she wasn't a match for him. She went back with her original owner, which is the proper thing to do if you have these kind of problems like that. You want your bird to be with somebody that they get along fine with, and that's if they don't, you just you find a new home for
0: them. In case you're wondering at some of the sounds you hear in the background, the uh, that wasn't me who just said, Maynard, that was our African Grey parrot, Dusty, and that isn't Linda cooing in the background, that is... Um, Let's see, which one is that? That's Otis. It looks like... Uh,
2: yeah, our new dove, Otis.
0: Yeah. Has he's exactly
2: a, the same sound pattern as our dove, Howard.
0: Yeah, Otis and, is pure white, but I think he's just uh, albino or, or leucistic, probably, probably albino. Sometimes you can also pair up a couple birds of different species. Um, sometimes that works quite well. Howard, our ringneck, African ringneck, I guess they call them dove, or... Um, collared dove or ring-necked turtle dove. I've, I've heard the names for them. Howard's best friend has, before we got Otis at least, has been a little blue parakeet named Harvey. And they're in different cages. And when we let them out together, they just have a great time, don't they?
2: Oh, the best. Absolute best. They fly up on the lamp together. They fly up on top of the refrigerator and sit in the basket together. Yeah, they we have a basket
0: with close pins to on top of the refrigerator. They chase each other
2: around, making sound. They just have a ball.
0: They, um, Howard will bow and coo to Harvey. And then um, Harvey will kind of give little pecks to, uh, affectionate pecks to Howard. Oh, there's... That sound you hear, there's Harvey. There's Harvey. He must know we're talking about I him. I think so. So this is a case where... Um, Two animals of different species get along just great. They are just the best of friends. Yeah,
2: who knows why, but they do.
0: Mm-mm. And what's funny is... Everybody likes Howard, though, for some reason. Everybody does. Um, before Harvey was Howard's best friend, a couple of years ago, we had a... Howard, uh, Harvey is a blue parakeet, and we had another blue parakeet named Reggie. And Howard and Reggie were the best of friends, so I don't know what it he is associates about. That color. That's Howard hooting this time. Well, I
2: shouldn't say everybody likes Howard. Stanley Sue didn't like Howard. No, we But, but a, most of them like
0: yeah, Howard. Yeah, yeah, we don't let our parrots around the, the parrots smaller birds. parrots can't be birds. around the doves. Nope, but... Uh, Matter of fact,
2: it, you got to cover the top of your cages if you have birds that come out in the room you have to put blankets or something on top of the cages if so they're going to be flying around and landing on top of the cages otherwise you're going to lose toes
0: right you're talking about the parakeet what we do is we spread a blanket there and so a thick blanket a thick blanket so that when our parakeets and when our doves are flying around the room you know they aren't too discriminating against where they settle down and they will land right on well, top. Oh they like of
2: landing on a flat surface, and it's a flat surface. And you want to make sure it goes right to the edge, too, because they might, the parakeet or whatever, might sit with its feet over the edge that's not covered, and then that's when your parrot or whoever's in there will bother their toes.
0: I guess this is a common problem because um, Linda and I went to a pet store once that uh, had a room in back where they had uh some of the baby parrots that they were incubating, but uh, apparently there were some other uh, birds back there, too, because there was actually a sign posted saying, uh, don't let the birds out near the parrots. We're tired of losing toes.
2: That's <laughs> a common problem.
0: Yeah, it, it absolutely is. So
2: Ounce of prevention is worth a pound of care, is not
0: yeah, it? I befeel.
2: but feel. Uh,
0: but birds absolutely do need other flock members, so... We have noticed that, uh, as far as keeping different species together, that ducks and hens, I we've had no problems keeping ducks and hens together. they are
2: females, yeah.
0: You do need a lot of room to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone emailed me once and and asked about that, and if you just have a small enclosure, I wouldn't do it because the ducks are pretty messy because they need uh, a lot of space. They need water, and we have a wading pool, Mm -hmm. and. What happens in the pen and back of our barn is that the ducks splash around, and we have to drag a hose out and keep the, um, you know, a lot of water in the wading pool. And then inevitably the water turns to mud. Mucky. And so, you, if you have a small area, you don't want your chicken to have to live in mud.
2: No, Luckily, you can't keep grass in there because they eat it almost within like two or three days Oh the time yeah. you put it yeah, in. Yeah,
0: the hens are just experts there. at stripping every bit of vegetation. Speaking
2: of which, it's getting the time of year where... And so, because we give treats such as lettuce and bread to our um, ducks, geese, and chickens, it's getting the time of year. Fortunately, that you can go and pick tall grasses from the field that are nice and lush and green, and they actually love that better than the lettuce, even, and it's much more new nu- It's very nutritious for them. Mm-hmm. Certainly more nutritious than the iceberg lettuce.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be so, happy when just, we get to pick that oh, for the did? first time. Oh, mm-hmm. we have enough the, of it. Somewhere. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Get on your hands and knees and just pick a big a bucket full of it and let everybody have some. They adore. It. But
0: watch out for poison ivy, and if wear that's,
2: gloves if you're in a place yeah, where there might it, be nettles. I found out from personal experience, a lot of fields that have the tall grasses also have nettles. And if you have any experience with nettles, you know that it's nothing you want to get anywhere near.
0: If there's one thing a nettle likes, it's growing somewhere where it can trick somebody. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's a bare hand. They just love it. It will give your hand a prickly feeling for about two days and there's nothing you can do about it.
0: No, I remember From when, paper,
2: it doesn't when we
0: first expanded our duck and hen pen behind the barn, there was a lot of vegetation there, and we had a hen who loved to hide in the nettles when I would be chasing them in at night. And once in a while, if I wasn't wearing gloves, I'd forget what I was doing, and I would shoo the hen and stick my hand right in the nettles, and uh, I would remember it for the rest of the evening. Oh, yes. Now, the only time I've noticed that the ducks and hens get a little bit competitive is when we do go out with those treats. And it, it's surprising how forward the hens are, isn't it?
2: It really is. They'll knock anybody out of the way to get to that grass. They
0: will. The, the hens are just they are amazing. We uh, have um, one duck though named bumpkin and bumpkin is a character and bumpkin is such a little pig when it comes to eating her treats i have seen her actually climb right over <laughs> other ducks and hens have <laughs> you seen to that food. too yeah. Yeah. yeah they'll be by me and i'll throw a handful of um table scraps and then Bumpkin will be eating that, and then I'll fling one in the other direction, and suddenly Bumpkin decides that, no, 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 she wants Nobody's those table scraps. And so she will actually go, ah, 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 and just <laughs> she heads kind of over the. <laughs> half fly and half clamber over everybody else.
2: It's also getting the season when the boy ducks are starting to bother the girl ducks, as far as wanting to um, mate with them, and they they will pull the feathers off of their, the back of their neck and on their back, and I think it's the best thing to do, and I think we should do that this year. We didn't do it last year. Is if they gets too bad that way, to just put the girls in a separate yeah, pen I or think divide that's a good your idea pen, too. because otherwise they they tend to just not quit that either for a long time.
0: Right, and we have uh, our barn pen is actually divided into three sections, although two main sections. So it looks like we'll probably have to at least uh, keep, the girls keep some on one of the side. girls on one yeah. side. Yeah, I think we're going to have to do that. It's a
2: little more trouble, but it's the, the females are much happier.
0: Well, you're listening to What Were You Thinking? a show about exotic pets and we are going to go away just for a moment for a word from our sponsor, if we have a sponsor this
1: week and we'll be right back What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room Don't go away Line one is now boarding All passengers please proceed to gate 4. And who's this traveling with us today? This is Bailey. She's never flown Midwest Airlines before. Hi Bailey. <laughs> She'll be fine. We take special care of our traveling pets. In fact, our premier pet program was created by an employee and dog lover who believes that pets should be handled as precious cargo. And they are. Oh, and they earn travel rewards too. Oh, good. Thanks for flying Midwest Airlines, Bailey. Enjoy your flight. Visit MidwestAirlines.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggie's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, pet boutiques and Fido Friendly hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Welcome to Personals.com. As a fellow cat owner, I know how finicky we are. From our friendships to our loves to just about everything, not any old website is going to satisfy us. Here at Personals.com, cat lovers from all walks of life can celebrate the photos, the stories, and videos of their beloved family member. And if you're single, here's your chance to meet someone who's perfect for you. Share your personality today for free. See you soon. Personals.com. That's P-U-R-R-S-O-N-A-L-S dot com. Finally, a place to meet that special person. Ready to take a walk? (laughs) Not just you, but your whole family. It's the 2008 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 8th from 9 to 4 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment auctions raffles food fun and things for adults and kids to see do and buy both human and pet related whisker walk 2008 a fun day for everyone for more information log on to whiskerwalk.org Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys... oh In my car! Oh! Okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Hi, you're listening to What Were
0: You Thinking? I'm Bob Tart, author of Enslaved by Ducks and Fall Weather. And I'm with Linda Sue, my wife. Hello. And we're talking about our two pets better than one, and we've been talking about birds the first half of the show, but I want to talk about rabbits a little bit and talk about our experience trying to keep more than one rabbit and, you know, you know what we learned. Because we found out that uh, our rabbits always seem to be happier when they can be close to another rabbit, but that doesn't always mean they want to be in the same cage, does it?
2: No, you can put the cages side by side, and they'll lay close to each other inside the two separate cages.
0: Do you remember when we first got Bertie and Rollo?
2: They were best friends. They were two baby Yeah, we, we
0: went to best a friends. place were, way out in the country, and um, there were these two tiny little bunnies. Just
2: adorable black and just sweet, tiny.
0: And they were best friends, weren't they? Because they, they were little rabbits and they were very well, good friends. they were friends. brothers, weren't they? They were. But yeah, they, they, were, they were, were not only brothers, but they were the best friends. And you want to talk about what happened after we brought them home?
2: Well, uh, they would play and they'd sit in a box together. We'd put them on the porch. They'd play together. They were just uh, fine together for, how, did it last a week?
0: I, th- I think it lasted a whole week.
2: Something like that. And then they decided, then they get Territorial. And I don't know at what point that happens, but it doesn't last long and some I'm not saying this happens with all rabbits because we've seen huge amounts of rabbits together at zoos, That's and everybody is all buddy, buddy, but in our house, I'm just speaking from our experience uh many of the rabbits we've gotten don't want to be in a room with another rabbit; they want their territory they want that room that they're in to be their room, and they uh birdie and Rollo would just tumble all over each other, fur flying everywhere because they decided that that was their territory. But you put them in two separate cages side by side, and they lay very close to each other on opposite sides of the bars.
0: Yeah, we had them in the same cage at first, and they would snuggle up together. And I remember one night we were in bed, and we thought the rabbits are in bed, and suddenly we started hearing thumps. We didn't know what it was.
2: Anytime I, you hear a thump with a rabbit, it means they're mad. But we a thump is not a happy sound with a rabbit. No,
0: but we didn't even know where it was coming from at first. And then I remember you got up and went into the dining room where we keep the animals, and then you came back and you said, The rabbits are fighting, they're fighting. And I think what happened was, uh, you know, suddenly sexual maturity started to kick in, and they start thinking of themselves as, uh, instead of just babies, as dominant rabbits. And they are territorial, and they did not want to share space anymore. So somehow we got through the night because we only had one cage handy, and they only fought a little bit off and on, but by the next day, we had to separate them.
2: We had to buy another cage exactly like the first one, and uh, peace reigned as soon as we got that other cage. No problem. We We had to start letting them out separately because we couldn't let them out together in the same room.
0: But like Linda said about them rolling around, it's absolutely true. You would not believe it if uh, people who think rabbits are these incredibly docile, peaceful animals, well, well, they are to some extent, but I remember being shocked coming into the room and seeing... If you ever read the Beetle Bailey comic strip when Beetle exactly. Bailey and, and Sarge get in a fight you just seek this kind of rolling kind of uh, tumbling with, with limbs just flailing in all directions and the rabbits are like that they um, jump at each other and they're rolling all around on the floor and uh, you actually you know the term boy the fur is really going to fly that's exactly what happens it does uh-huh. you end up with uh, enough fur all over the ground all over the floor
2: you can anger a sweater
0: yeah we had to Pick that all up. So. Uh-huh. But, so you live and learn. Yeah, you live and learn. But Linda was talking about us seeing other rabbits together. We used to, when we would visit mom, uh, Linda's mom in Battle Creek, we would like to go to Binder Park Zoo once in a while. It's a really fabulous small zoo in the Battle Creek, Michigan area. And they have a large... Outdoor pen. Pen with how many rabbits do you think were in that pen? It
2: was probably at least ten, wasn't there?
0: Oh, I think there were like thirty or something like that. and They'd be all huddled peacefully together, peacefully
2: coexisting.
0: And I, I'm not sure how that happened because, Me unless they um, could, they have been all females.
2: I just don't know.
0: No, no, I, I don't know how they did it, but um, there. If you folks have tips on. Males and females, or on rabbits getting along together, uh, let us know. We have found that. Uh, no,
2: ours. We did have ours neutered. They said to get them neutered, and we did. We had Bertie and Rollo neutered, and their behavior was a, a, the same even after they were neutered.
0: Right, but eventually, or uh, pretty soon, what we did with Bertie and Rollo, is we had them in cages that were right next to each other, and they really liked each other's company as long as they weren't in the same cage or out in the room at the same time. Right, and It's funny because when we would let one of the rabbits out, they would each have separate out-of-cage time, say that uh, Bertie was out, instead of, you know, Bertie would scamper around the room and explore for a little while, but then we would come in the room. He'd
2: come back and be laying by Rollo's cage. He was laying
0: right up against the wire of Rollo's cage, and then Rollo in his cage would be laying right up against the wire yeah. too, so their fur was touching. So
2: they liked each other. Oh
0: yeah, they they absolutely did. Something
2: about territory.
0: Yeah, but it's funny because once that fence is there, yeah. or the barrier of the Taken cage... Taken
2: away, you're, you're in trouble.
0: But once it's there, they got each got along fine, Which and they fine. they like each other. Yep, they did. I remember when we had our checkered giant rabbit, Walter, and uh, Walter's best friend... I guess it was Bertie who, Bertie was the one who died that we had for quite a while. And Walter was quite sad because Walter no longer had a friend in the next cage. Yeah, he and missed I, that a lot. I remember the day that we had Walter, we used to have these rabbit runs in our basement. We had Walter and the rabbit run down in the basement. in a circle. Yes, it was a circle. And he was looking kind of sulky as usual because he missed his friend. And we just got a new rabbit at that point named Rudy. And we put Rudy in the adjacent circle of wire, and you should have seen Walter perk up. Because he'd
2: been looking sad for so many days, he's just droopy looking.
0: Oh my gosh, it was like a different rabbit uh-huh, as long as he knew there was another. Oh, ears perked up, oh.
2: and I, oh, I got a friend
0: again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now we had uh, the first time that we were able to keep rabbits together was when somebody gave us a large French Lop rabbit named B. And I have heard people say before that the two things that work best in keeping rabbits together is to try male and female, and also different sizes. Now, when they say different sizes, I don't know if that means you could have a large and a small male, or maybe they mean a large female and a small male, or but something like that. But
2: that's the case with ours.
0: But at any rate, She's I remember a big female. Yeah, she was um, almost twice as big as the little bunnies, wasn't she? Or,
2: or three times. She was huge.
0: So. As I recall in the early days, it didn't work real good. We had them, we would try them together in an outdoor pen, and it seemed that they were a little nippy with each other in the beginning. See, but, I don't remember that. but we kept trying, and before long, it worked really well that if we had bee out, we had three rabbits at that time, if we had bee out, either in the dining room area or outside, then we could let one of the... One of the males. Yeah, the, these males were Netherland, and Netherland dwarfs. Mm-hmm. And they, they would snuggle together. Well,
2: they groomed her. She w- Didn't we call her Queen Bee? Because she yeah. loved to be groomed.
0: And she wouldn't groom them. Maybe once every six months she would yeah. groom one a little bit. She expected
2: bit. them to groom her.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, they
2: like to. They'd lick her face and her ears.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We... I I think the best two rabbit friends we ever had were Rudy and Frida. And Frida was a large New Zealand white rabbit. She was, you know... Beautiful rabbit. Oh, yeah, and what a character. What a nice temperament. Very
2: nice. Those New Zealands for temperament, you just can't beat them. They're very
1: sweet.
0: Yeah, they are. And... I know we've talked about this before on the show, but why don't you repeat the story about how they met, how we got them together? Because this is a, a good way for people to find a friend for a rabbit. And um, so we
2: took we took uh, Birdie to the rabbit rescue. Re- yeah, was it Rudy? Yeah, we took Rudy to the rabbit rescue place that we Peg Markle had told us about. A lady named Chris had a rabbit rescue place in Grand Rapids, and she had an outside area where there was rabbits, and she had a huge trampoline. And we she would bring out one rabbit after another and set them on the trampoline with Rudy to see how he behaved around them, whether he liked them. I don't know how many different ones we tried, but some of them he was scared of, mm-hmm. and some of them they were scared of him, whatever. And it just had- didn't work out with some of them. But we went to this hutch that was on the back of her property, and there was one that I liked the looks of. And then she got... Uh, that one out, brought it over, and that was the one that Rudy liked, and that was the one we brought home, and they nuzzled with each other right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. She just had a really nice disposition, and that's the one that we took home.
0: So I would recommend... And we named her Frida. Frida. I would recommend that you do that, that if you have a rabbit and you want to try and find a friend for your male and female Let rabbit... Let him pick her out. But choose a neutral territory. Out. I If your rabbit right, already right. thinks that... Uh, He or she uh, that the uh, room where the rabbit usually is is his or her territory. Uh, Take the rabbit to a neutral territory, maybe another room of your house, or if you can do what we did, go
2: somewhere else. Take
0: it to the uh, you know the the rabbit rescue person, and we we keep saying rabbit rescue because we would prefer that instead of going to a breeder, that you find somebody in your area who has rabbits that need a good home home. and adopt a rabbit there.
2: That's a nice thing to do.
0: And so try and find a place there that. the uh, rescue rabbits don't consider as their territory and then just just try them together and again I would recommend uh, you know if you have a female try and find a male and if you have a male try and find a female wouldn't you say
2: yes that works out good usually Mm -hmm. better
0: so let us know if you have tips for keeping two animals of the same kind together, or if you have stories about the friendship between a couple of animals, uh, whether the same species or not, uh, email us. The email address is bob at petliferadio.com and tell us about them. And we'd also, again, like to hear about your favorite pet book, so email bob at petliferadio.com and let us know what pet yeah. book you, you like the best.
2: Maybe you read one we haven't read that we need to get. We yeah, would we, love we're, to hear about that. We are love all, pet books.
0: Yeah, we're always looking for new books to read. That's that's absolutely true. you think of anything else to say about keeping anything, animals together? Uh,
2: I think, this other thing I thought of about rabbits, um, Rallo... Uh, love to groom, be loved to be groomed by Rollo, let's put it that way. And he, she demanded that so much that he ended up one time getting a little ill-tempered and nipped her a little bit under her neck. And rabbits have a, what do you call that, a germ, Pasteurella?
0: It's It's a germ or a virus. It's
2: something that's in their body naturally, but it's, if it gets into their bloodstream, it will cause um, abscesses in areas of their body. And if they get bit for nipped, for instance, they there might an abscess might form at near that site where they're nipped because the pastorella germ from the mouth of the rabbit, which is naturally in the mouth of the rabbit, will get in that area and it'll cause an abscess, and it's a very serious thing. So you don't want rabbits to break the skin of another rabbit. That's so very do, important. So do keep
0: an eye on them. You
2: have to keep an eye on them. Very important.
0: If you have stories about your rabbits and about uh, your efforts to find friends for your rabbits or for your birds, let us know.
2: Yes, we would love to hear about that.
0: So that's another episode of What Were You Thinking? And we'd like to thank you for listening. We'd like to thank our very mysterious producers who are on an asteroid, I understand, this week producing the show. I'm not sure how they're doing it, but uh, they they have that special equipment for doing that. So until our next episode,
1: bye-bye from Bob. Bye-bye. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.